The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. This is Robin Nelson with another edition of Wrestle Podcast. And my guest tonight is Angie Vinzant. How's it going, Angie? Hey, hey. Going great for a Monday. I know. Did you have a great holiday and Thanksgiving? Oh, I loved that long weekend and getting out and shopping the sales. Oh, I bet you were. I bet you were probably beating up all the people on Black Friday, weren't you? Uh, well, I didn't get to do as much because I was out campaigning. Oh, yeah. You were campaigning. Um, you're like the top 10 finalists for the Laser Rock Girl. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, the local ra- uh, radio station, it's a rock station that I love listening to. Each year they have this annual competition where it's a $40,000 rock girl search. And you start off with like an open casting call and then they have it narrowed down to like top 10. And then after that, um, when you finally get through all of that, like four months later, they finally do a pageant and you get to be the girl that represents the station for the next year. That sounds like fun. Oh my gosh. It is something that I've been wanting to do for several years. And I just decided one day that I came home and I made up a dream board and looked at all the things I felt like I needed to work on to win it. And now I'm a top 10 finalist. And our pageant is going to be this Wednesday night. Good for you. That is pretty good. So are you a little nervous about that? I am so nervous. I'm sitting here putting like fabric paint on my shirt as we speak. (laughs) Oh, wow. I bet you are. (laughs) Um, Let's let's start from the beginning. So um, where'd you grow up at? I'm originally from Southwest Iowa, and I've lived in Iowa my whole life. And um, when did you fall in love with pro wrestling? Oh, I don't think that there's ever been a time where I wasn't. My parents brought me home from the hospital, and about two weeks later, I went to my first show, and I've been going ever since. Really? So what was your first show you went to when you were a little old enough to understand what was going on? Um, I remember one here in Des Moines, thinking back about as far as I can imagine where uh, I got to see Texas Tornado and Iron Mike and uh, it was just so unreal seeing all these uh, wrestlers again. That's pretty good. Um, So you were um, grew up a little bit in Texas as well, right? No, I've been in Iowa the whole life. Okay, I kept on thinking you were like from Texas for some reason. I don't know why. I got a Texas side attitude. <laughs> I know, I can tell. <laughs> so, um, who were some of your uh, favorite wrestlers you enjoyed growing up? Well, I loved the uh, the Attitude Era and watching like Triple H and and Sean and uh, the other Sean and uh, watching those guys. But like, I really truly fell in love with it back in the Hogan days and Piper and. Uh, even with DDP, uh, you know, I, I love WCW too, so I wasn't completely just WWE. Um, Tommy Dreamer and Rhino and Taz and those guys too. Oh, so you were big in ECW as well. I loved ECW too, yeah. Yeah, that's when wrestling was really good, you know, nowadays. 
And and the cool thing about being a wrestling fan today is is the indies, the independent wrestling scene is on fire. I mean, you got like it's like Baskin Robbins. You got so much choices of different type of wrestling you want to watch. And there's also there's a lot of big more opportunity for people in the indies to be able to, you know, work their way up than before. Oh, absolutely. And some of those people back from ECW and WWE end up making appearances at these indie shows. And so you get to see some of those people that you grew up with and really loved. And they are truly, genuinely nice people. And, you know, most of the the companies that I've known or the promoters I've known, they've made sure that the people that they brought in were going to be good to their fans. And I have had such a good time doing that. Um, I would say that like Glacier is one of my faves when he's came through. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, he had a match here uh, working for Revolver, and he asked me if I knew how to do a chop, and I got to chop his opponent during his match. I bet that was fun. Was that were you like real pumped up to chop his opponent? <laughs> oh, I squealed and was laughing, and it, it it was being telecast on Twitch at the time, and so I had my friends from all over the country that were watching it. That started messaging me right away, saying they just seen me be right. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, you're also a pro wrestling revolver fan as well. Um, the main promotions here is in Dayton, Ohio, which is not too far from me, where uh, Sammy runs it, and um, he takes that show everywhere as well. Um, tell me about your experience at your first uh, revolver show. I have been going to the Revolver shows here ever since they had the very first one. And they've gotten to know me just because they know that they see me at every single one of the shows. I almost always have my front row ticket. I've been just absolutely so impressed by how good these shows have been. And having them come in and help our guys to get some more exposure and then bringing in some guys that we haven't seen in a while, it's really just kind of stepped up wrestling as a whole. Um, I've loved um, getting to interact with Sammy and getting to know him a little bit. Dave and Jake are, are so awesome coming in. And it's you know it's wrestling for us by us. I know I love it too. I'll I'll go to all those shows as well and. Um, I've I've interviewed Sammy and I've got to know Sammy Callahan Callahan as well. He, you know, and I totally agree with you. He's a pretty cool dude. Oh yeah, I I honestly like so much respect for him and love what he's doing. And it it's so cool that he's finding a place here in Des Moines to run this too. Um, I any kind of um, additional exposure for different kind of wrestling in here just helps everybody. So what's uh, indie pro wrestling like in Iowa? We have um, some really nice smaller promotions um, that's really helped a lot of our local guys that have gone to different schools, you know, just kind of do what they love. Um, You can see shows that are anywhere from like 100 to 250 people. And, you know, we all have our own like really dedicated, amazing fans. And uh, yeah, we there's there's no animosity in between the promotions. We all kind of help help each other out. A lot of the wrestlers kind of wrestle in between the promotions, too, and we try and watch out for each other's wrestling days so that we don't overlap and can, you know, have shows the same night. That's pretty good as well. I love it when uh, local wrestling promotions that are not too far from each other actually work together 
to right. make to make great shows because you got some. I'm kind of hoping we do a super show someday, but so far it's not happened. <laughs> and I like that because there's some independent promotion shows are like, uh, no, uh, we're the only ones, and we don't want anybody in our territory. No, we're not like that at all. There's a thing called Midwest Nice, and we we play by it. Oh, I know. I I live out in the Midwest as well, and I totally agree with you on that as well. Um, so you, um, how did you become a, a ring announcer, and and then from there being part of Three uh, X Wrestling? Well, you know that you got to be a super fan when the promoters are so used to seeing your mug in the audience, and they're like, "We should put her to work." <laughs> So I was at their shows, like, every single time they had a show. And they had a show, like, almost monthly, about every four to six weeks. And I was just coming to every show. And I became friends with all the wrestlers and became friends with everybody that was working the promotion. Um, Just kind of made a name for myself. And I'm not someone that's going to go out looking all schleppy. So... When I went to a show, I went like I was dressed for a show. So I would show up in my great big uh, platform boots, and I'd have the leather pants on, and I dressed up. And um, right before this haul happened, I had a show that I'd gone to, and Molly Holly was there with Hurricane, and she's like, why is she not put to work? She needs to be learning how to wrestle, or she needs to be doing something there. And couple months later uh, I got a phone call and they're like hey you want to try ring announcing tonight and that's all the more preparation I had so what was it like for you to ring announce the very first time in a wrestling ring at a show in front of a large audience oh lord I was shaking and everybody just kept telling me to relax and to breathe and I'm like Two hours ago, I was writing out, like, my cue cards. I had never really paid attention to the show from the standpoint of, like, being the announcer. Like, I was there as a fan watching the wrestlers. So when they had me come in, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know when I need to start speaking because when it is it because of the music. And then I was, like, getting confused because they had names turned around on me. You know, I'm almost a year into it now, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I go out there, and I'm just pretty casual with it. I have my own theme music, my own graphics, and it's just, like, hit the spotlight. I'm like, oh, yes, here I am. So right when you get in there, you just go into your full character, and you're just like, you feel like you're at home in the ring. Yes. The minute I come through the curtain, I'm all about, like, hello, let's Bring on some glamour. Give me the spotlight. Give me my mic. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get a huge pop by the fans as well? I have been. And then, you know, the fans have been so supportive about me doing this rock girl search because they know that I'm going to really be able to bring more attention to even, like, more wrestling. And so they've you know, they've been getting louder and louder for me. I've had signs out in the audience for me now. The wrestling fans have been showing up at my campaign stops where I'm campaigning for Rock Girl. It's just, I've had Rock Girl fans showing up at wrestling events. It's been such a nice transition, and it just keeps feeding over into each other. That's great, because through both of those, you get, like, new fans, which is pretty neat. Yeah, we've had, like, a a couple local rock bands that I knew were wrestling fans, and I've helped them out with, like, some meet and greets and, and helped 
uh, spiff them some tickets to show so that they could come in to give them kind of an idea what it is. And, you know, they're, they remember me helping them. So now they've been helping me with uh, kind of promoting me for this rock girl pageant. And, you know, we just all scratch each other's back. It's all entertainment. And, you know, at the very end of the day, what I found out is that rock bands that I'm friends with are so much like the wrestlers that I'm friends with. And honestly, I just go out there and have a good time and be somebody that they can trust and, and talk to. And it just all stays professional that way. And it's just, it's a whole new family to me. Since you've been ring announcing for a year so far, um, mm-hmm. what was your most memorable moment um, announcing in the ring? Um, let's see. There's been a few times where I've had people come in and, and very, very interested in getting the heel heat when they're coming in and taking the mic from me. Uh, but last year, uh, I came dressed up as kind of a sexy Santa, and we had an, another wrestler that was being punished by our commissioner, and he ended up getting sassy in the ring, and me and the photographer gave him a beatdown. <laughs> so you guys beat him up, you and the photographer, so the photographer jumped in this? Yeah, our photographer gets in on the action. He's even had a couple wrestling matches. <laughs> wow, is he like trained? He's been working with a few of the guys, yeah. We are a hands-on family. Like anything that's needing done, we just all jump in and try and do whatever we can. See, that's great because um, back in the day um, when wrestling promotions um we're like really starting good. If you're part of the show, if you were like a security person, a camera person, an announcer, or anybody that's part of that um, promotion, you went to wrestling training and you learned how to wrestle um, just to just to know how to do it to take a hit. If you're um, going to be a wrestler, regardless or not. Yeah, and I I really be, long before they even had me ring announcing they. I came in and took some bumps and did a, a, a practice with them. And I was like, oh, wrestling's not for me, but I'll support you anyway. I can't. <laughs> so what was it like when you took your first bump? Um, I I don't remember whether I was just told to tuck my chin or I forgot to tuck my chin because that concussion afterwards made me forget a lot of things. <laughs> I bet it did because if you don't tuck... I took a back bump and landed and immediately So did they also make you run the ropes as well? I that that one practice I did rolls all three kinds. I ran the ropes, I took back bumps, um, and then I was also teaching GDP yoga uh, right after that to the wrestlers for like kind of a we were doing an outdoor presentation and um, just kind of getting people uh, to know us as a company and so we were out there doing that and I had I'm taking the wrestlers through some GDP yoga while we were out there. So um let's let's go and talk about DDP yoga. Um, you're an instructor and you teach classes in DDP yoga. Um, tell me the story what got you into DDP yoga and, and really got you in shape. Sure. Um, the very, very beginning of it was me becoming friends with Stevie Richards. Um, he told me about it he and I've been friends for probably close to 20 years. I met him here when he was doing a raw show. And uh, a few years down down the road, he told me about this DDP yoga program and told me that he thought that I would really like it and that it would be a good program for me. 
So um, I ordered the discs. At that time, we didn't have the app. Um, I did what most people that are starting out do, and I had them setting on top of my DVD player forever. I just didn't get into them. I didn't do anything with it. And uh, I started kind of poking around at it again. I was like, man, I really need to do something. Because at that time, I was almost 300 pounds and five foot two and almost 40 years old. So that is not a good combination for anybody who wants to live a life. And randomly one day, I just got a friend request from Dallas Page. And then, like, I kind of laughed. And I'm like, this has got to be an imposter. But all play along. I've had requests like that from people before that were imposters. So I went ahead and accepted it. And pretty soon I got a message from this guy. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, asked me if I was doing the program, asked me how I was doing on the diet, and then uh, said that he'd like to help save my life. I'm like, whoa. Okay. And he's like, I'd like to help you. I believe that you can do this. And I honestly had never had anybody in my entire life believe in me without making me prove myself first. So I took a chance. Um, I went ahead and talked to him and his wife on September 11th, 2014. And I committed to doing their nutrition guidance and working with them every day regarding how much exercise I was doing and what I was doing as well as getting nutrition guidance from them. And about a year and a half later, I also did, within that time, um, the stomach sleeve surgery. So I went through that and got a therapist. So putting all of those tools to work, a year and a half later, I lost 160 pounds. Wow, that's amazing. And um, I've seen pictures of you as well. You look amazing. You're in pretty good shape. Thank you. Um, I really, Dallas stepped in when I needed you know, somebody to be kind of a, a a guiding light for me and to believe in me. And honestly, one of the things that he always says is never underestimate the power of having somebody believe in you. He gave me that unconditional guidance and support just with nothing to gain from it other than knowing he helped somebody. So about a year into it, he invited me to come to the mothership in Atlanta and went to the DDP Yoga Studios. And I got invited to be on the app with him. So I'm on one of the workouts with him as, as one of the girls. And then we have a, a kind of an introductory series where we're demonstrating proper form. And I got to show how to do proper form and the modifications for push-ups. And like, that was so huge. And when I was filming that day, Scott Hall was in the studio and standing behind the camera and was cracking me up. How was he? What, what was he doing to make you laugh while you were doing DDP yoga with uh, DDP on stage? <laughs> uh, he was on stage, and you know, we would, it, even though we were in there filming, you would have to stop and take breaks and kind of adjust things. We were in there filming for quite a while. It wasn't like we were just filming one workout straight through. I mean, we had to kind of do different things and go back over things. And, you know, you're doing yoga. You never know when you're going to, like, fall over or you're going to, like, not be able to hit the move that you're going for. You just do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, because we're humans and we're going to make mistakes and make errors, it just happens. So from there on, uh, did you and uh, DDP and his wife end up becoming pretty good friends? 
I refer to Dallas as dad. I mean, he's been just amazing. I don't, I have gone to two of the GDP yoga retreats. So the first time I'd ever left the country, I flew out by myself and met up with Dallas and Punta Cana with about 55 other DDP yoga people. And I didn't know personally anybody else there. But when you're part of DDP yoga, you're part of family. We look out for each other. And so then the following year, I went to Mexico with him and a bunch of other DDP yoga people. And it it is like my my worldwide family. There's people that come in from all over the world. And that's pretty good, and I'm glad you're doing it and sticking with it and end up being an instructor helping people that were in that same situation as you. Um, I give you props for that. Good for you. Yeah, he does this thing once a year called an Inspiration Summit, so his success stories come in. We share um, our passion and what's keeping us on track, or if we're not keeping on track, we help get each other re-motivated motivated again. Even if you do slip, it's okay as long as you try and get control of it again and start again. You can fall down seven times as long as you stand up eight. I totally believe that. And speaking of Stevie Richards, how did you become good friends of Stevie Richards? How did that all come to be? I started going to my local gym um, after I had my son. So it's like <laughs> quite a few years ago. And I knew that the wrestlers all went in there. So I went in there one day for like a tour of the gym because I knew that Kane had just walked in and I saw Trish Stratus walk in. And I'm like, hey, hey, I'm a fan, but I'm going to pretend you can go to this gym. Well, lucky for me, the, the gym trainer there did uh, get true to me, and I did sign up. And that was like one of those periods where I lost weight on my own but didn't maintain it. Uh, this is like the third time now I've lost 100 pounds. Uh, but this time I've maintained it. Well, while I was in there, um, they found out that I was a huge wrestling fan, and I admitted that I came in there because of wrestlers being in. So about a year later, after having lost a bunch of weight again, um, I'm in there to work out. And the night before, my trainer had told me, listen, if we see you pestering into the wrestlers, if we even see you talk to one of them, we're going to cancel your membership and kick you out. I'm like, okay. So the next morning, I come in. I'm walking through there, head down, headphones on. Got the uh, don't look at me, don't talk to me face going. And I walk past Stevie and made eye contact. I'm like, uh, hi. <laughs> and I scrambled back to the locker room. And kind of tiptoed back out, and he's standing out there. And the minute I got on an elliptical, he came over, and he goes, okay, you obviously recognized me. I just thought I'd come over and say hello. And I'm like, you can't talk to me. You need to go away. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, my trainer is over there. And he said, if I'm talking to any of you guys, he's kicking me out. He's like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And uh, he's like, do you want like an autograph or something? And I'm like, do you have a headshot? Can I have a signed headshot? He's like, actually, I don't have one with me, but let me make it up to you. And he got me tickets for Raw that night for me and my son. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> We've been friends ever since. Oh, wow. So you guys like talk on a regular basis as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's definitely been a huge supporter for me. Helps me out a lot during doing, uh, during my training to become an instructor. Um, any sort of fitness question I have, I can reach out to him. Um, you know, we just, we touch base. You know, if we see one of us looks like we're struggling or we just, you know, every once in a while periodically just check on each other. 
And that's good. Good for you. Um, another question I, I always ask my guests on the show is, um, if you can change anything about pro wrestling and how fans perceive it, what would you change and why? Oh, gosh. You know what? I think I would go back to when the fans um, wasn't smartened up to there being storylines. Uh-huh. Um, there was such an innocence to it, and everybody was, at that time, was doing like, oh, is it real, is it not real, is it planned out, is it not planned out, and then you never knew whether something was a work or not. That added to the excitement so much, and I loved that era. It may not have necessarily always been the best wrestling, but it was the best characters. I totally agree with you. There's a lot of great characters back in the 70s and 80s, and they had that great storylines. They had the in-ring psych- right. the in psychology. And the cool thing about it is um, back in the day before Internet, man, you would always have to go to the shows to see what was going to happen next. You know, there was no Internet. There was no spoilers. I mean, oh, you- you'd have to, like, dirt sheets and, like, you know, catch up whatever happened the last week where there was like heat and you know all the extra little shows that you had to watch to find out what happened on main event shows that you may have missed it's just so amazing and I still remember like that you know when fans first started finding out that heels and baby faces were friends they're like wait a minute what's going on Oh, I know. I hated it when. Yeah, I hated when kayfabe got destroyed. Oh, that it just made me mad. But the cool thing about it is, there's still. I love going to independent shows, and I love these young kids that really actually get into and believe in the characters, which is just great. Absolutely, I love, and you know, the guys come down, or even the girls, they come back out and they play to the kids, and you can tell that they're like still trying to like. You know, yes, there's Santa out there. There, We are wrestlers. I am 100% what you saw on the ring. There, and it's like all of, like, the dreamland. It helps you forget about everything for just a couple hours. I totally agree with you. Um, if you can go to a great promotion with a great wrestling show once a week and really get invested in it, you do forget your, you know, problems about paying bills in your everyday life. You're, you're just... <laughs> I mean, you're just sucked in. It's just like, I feel you, man. That's what I like. I like to go to a good wrestling show, you know, where it has a good story and I can get involved with the characters and storyline, you know. But there's some promotions that really don't do that anymore. And, you know, since you've been in the um, wrestling business for years as well, um, have you noticed in the Andes, you really don't see that many tag teams at all? a bit of tag teaming in my 3X wrestling promotion. Uh-huh. And then even in the Revolver promotion that comes in, it, it's not necessarily that it's usually like tag teams that have been together and, and do a lot, but it's one-off shows where they tag random people together. Mm-hmm. For the most part. You know, there's several tag teams in there. You know, you can see the, the Christ brothers in their wrestling with OVE and um it's just, it's, it's hit I think so, and I think they should have more tag teams out there in the indies, not like mixing two different guys that never tagged before, man. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about get some guys, you know, really train together and really go out there. Um, I'm a big, Absolutely. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big 
fan of tag team wrestling, and and it's a shame you don't see that much of it. I mean, you see that certain shows, but you don't see a lot of it nowadays, though. Right, right. Yeah, I think that there's definitely something to be said for that. You know, eventually, if a promoter wants to switch things up, they can be like, "Listen, we need to have somebody go solo. We want to have somebody go heel." You know, it it helps change things up a little bit, but I. I think that we need more opportunity to have a storyline run and let some guys really settle in and work together to help push each other over. I think so, too. And, and if you notice uh, some of the young wrestlers today, a lot of them don't like to do promos. That's the most important thing of a storyline. Oh, that is such a, like, bang. I, it's, it's a really hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to learn. But I think that, um, I know that 3X Wrestling, where I'm at right now, they're doing a really good job on it. We're starting to film some vignettes. Um, I'm going to start working with the wrestlers and doing, like, backstage interviewing, kind of do um, something kind of like what Renee has done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I see more and more of that coming back. But, you know, it's so hard for the guys when they're, you know, some of the, the new wrestlers and if they're fairly clean, they're just still trying to learn how to take bumps and have a story and get crowd engagement. You start, start throwing in their like promos. It just kind of rocks their world. So it's, it's gotta be one thing at a time. It, it helps if you're a good talker. <laughs> I think so too. And, um, I've been, you know, podcasting for like, you know, almost three years as well. And, um, I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, going to different promotions and I've done a lot of backstage interview interviewing as well. And I'm still constantly learning from everything I do from, you know, my last interviews, my you know last podcast. Um, well, I know who I have to come to for tips now. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm part of Future Great Wrestling and um um, they ha- um, they filmed their show Shockwave, you know, like a new episode on Wednesday nights on uh, YouTube, on their YouTube channel. And I have a show on there. It's called Beyond the Bell. So, you know, um, you know, I'm being. F- yeah, it is. So um, I-, <laughs> I know. I think that they're talking about having me do an Internet show for them, too. You should. And it's fun because they're doing it right now, too. And um and I love doing the the whole Beyond the Bell because you know I get to um, interview you know the ro- the the roster and, and all other wrestlers are coming in there wrestling for that show that night. And the cool thing about it is you know when I do Beyond the Bell you know um, you know um, I go in like 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 I'm a fan for people who don't know who these wrestlers are. Um, Love it. Yeah, so I do that. I go in there, you know. I mean, I've done professional interviews, but this is kind of fun. So I do it like a more like a fan, and I'll ask them, you know, how they, you know, got into the business, and then um, I'll do some research and uh, find out what they, you know, enjoy doing outside the ring, which makes it good because you know there's going to be a lot of people going to be checking out, you know, uh, shows, wrestling shows streaming or on YouTube or Roku Mm -hmm. or whatever, and some of these. yeah, some of these fans are going to be like, I don't know who these guys are, but if you do like a little segment like that, um, they finally get to know who these wrestlers are and maybe get involved and maybe, you know, support and root them. I like that. Uh, you and I have so much to talk about. I'm going to have to be picking up some skills of the trade from you. Yeah, and then another thing, too, um, how I do my podcasts as well or, or when I'm interviewing people. 
Um, I just think it like this, you know, just think it's you're like you're like with a buddy and you're like just uh, kicking it, like drinking the beer. Just, you know, uh, you know, this just normal talking. I have no problems with that because that's just about how chill I am with people. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm always good. Wouldn't be any pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. I'm always good people. I mean, there's there's guests I've had where I didn't feel that connection where I felt like, oh, I did a you know a horrible job, but I learned from it. You know, you'll get you'll talk to some people that you'll have the awesome chemistry with, and you'll have the ones you know you do the research on them and try to make a good thing and you try to carry them and sometimes they won't carry you back and you're like okay. uh-huh. you know I'm talking give you one word answers and leave you hanging out to dry I know yeah so you <laughs> so like I said I'm constantly learning from everything and it seems like you're learning a lot from ring announcing as well and since you're going to be um you know, doing backstage interviews, good for you. That'll give you like a lot of experience. And if you do that, there'll be um, people um, watching you as well being like, hey, I like this young lady that's ring announcing and doing some good interviews. I would love to have her come over my promotion and do that. And and, then, and that's how you get the experience. Sammy, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, now, tell me a little bit about three. Oliver may need somebody, <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, tell me about Three X Wrestling. Um, what's Three X Wrestling all about, and how long has it been around in Iowa? Oh gosh, it's—I would say it's been like fifteen years, maybe. Uh huh. Three um, X Wrestling—it's a lot of local wrestlers. We have kids coming in from Seth Rollins School, Black and Brave. Um, we do have our own school here that runs every once in a while. Um, it's just—it's really good kids. I—I I think of them really as more family than anything in the world, and I have just really fallen in love with them the minute I started going to this thing. It, it was around for a while before I even knew that it had been around, and I had somebody smart me up, and I was just the minute it happened, I was hooked. That's cool. You're not that far from the Seth Rollins training school. So you get some of those guys coming in wrestling at 3X Wrestling. Um, uh, I love having the Black and Brave kids come by. So uh, how well trained and how go- um, good are they, the Seth Rollins students? You can definitely see a different um, style to them. Uh, they are they're very technical. They have a lot of energy. They're very passionate, got a lot of drive. Um, these kids are willing to like fly anywhere, drive anywhere. They're hard workers. See, that's how it should be. Um, I know some uh, wrestlers in the business as well that wrestle seven days a week. They drive everywhere because they love it and they want to, you know, make a name for themselves, which I totally respect. And then, of course, you got the weekend warrior wrestlers who just like to just stay at their local promotion and they don't really try to go out there to um, make a name for themselves. No, you're going to see a little bit of everything. And I know that I see that now. And there's people that I don't see wrestle all that often. There's some people that I see at every single show, every promotion. And they are working their tail end off to make a name for themselves. I love it. No matter what their style is or what they're doing, it takes a lot of balls to get out there and do what they're doing. And they're putting their bodies at risk every single time just to come out there and see that smile on our faces. I know. I love that. So where can everybody find you on social media? Um, I am, uh, if you go to Angie Van Zandt, it's A-N-G-E-E, 
And then Vizant, V-I-N-Z-A-N-T. I'm on, like, Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really do a whole lot with it. Instagram, I am RockFitChickAngie. Um, yeah. All right. This has... easy to find. You found me. Oh, yeah, but you found me back. <laughs> That's how I do. And, and you know something, and be honest, you do love me, don't you? Just say, I love Robin Nelson. I love me some Robin Nelson. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to put that in there. <laughs> That's all right. I'll, I'll make sure you repay the favor. <laughs> Uh, you can use that as a soundbite now. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I, I, if I come near your neck of the woods, you know, the visit Iowa at 3X Wrestling, I want you to get in the ring and do your announcing and announce me, you know, be like, ladies and It'll gentlemen. <laughs> just, just get that. Get that. I won't hold back. Oh, I bet you won't. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a sample how you would ring announce me? Do you have a, like a little sample? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, coming up next, welcome to the ring. The dash and the darling Robin Nelson. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time to come on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. I find out Wednesday night whether I win my Rock Girl pageant. So I've been sitting here just finishing up my Rock Girl shirt, trying to calm those nerves a little bit. <laughs> hey, you know, some be you know be thankful you're one of the top ten finalists. That's pretty good, though. I am so completely grateful. We had over 40 girls to start with, and now I'm standing here as a top 10. And the club that we do this at, I have seen hundreds of bands there and seen concerts where I was so moved I wanted to cry. And I've seen four other rock girl pageants there prior to this one. I remember standing in the audience looking up at these girls, and I was so moved by like how strong they had to be and how much nerve it had to take it to put themselves out there like this and I cried when the girls got cut I got I cried when the girls made it um it's just been one of those things where like I'm I've been so connected to it every year and now I'm gonna be up there on that stage like first thing I want to do when I get there is get down on my knees and kiss that stage <laughs> I bet you will and I can I can still picture that too <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And everybody else, uh, thank you for listening to WrestlePopcast. You can listen to WrestlePopcast on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, CastBox. You can find me at Twitter at WrestlePopcast at RobKicks. And you can find me at Facebook at WrestlePopcast and on Instagram at WrestlePopcast. And you can subscribe to my channel on YouTube at WrestlePopcast. Everybody have a great evening.